Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the show, Pop Culture To Do, the podcast show, Whatever Thingy, where two best friends exchange <laughs> a nice little to-do list of things to watch, listen to, read, experience, all within the realm of art and entertainment. With me, as always, is my stunning co-host, the Greg Norton. Say hello. Hello. Awesome. And I am Anthony, <laughs> otherwise known as Anthony with teeth. <laughs> And we thank you all for joining us today. We have a nice, beautiful, sexy little show. We're going to start off the show by uh, a question that I asked my, my fantabulous co-host earlier this week. What is something, what is a, a TV show or a, or a movie that he's a fan of or that I'm a fan of that obviously was an adaptation from something else? And you love the movie or TV show so much that you kind of just don't really want to visit the source material uh that was the question i asked and we have some movie news and then our main topic of the day is um bo burnham's netflix special titled inside which i'm very excited to talk about so yeah norton what, what was your answer uh my answer doesn't actually answer your question technically shoot because uh, your thing was like, what's something that you love so much that you're not going to see the original source material? And yeah, I am not answering that question. I'm just going with what is something that I've consumed that I had no interest in seeing the source material for. That, that's what I, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, also going to answer yeah, it. Yeah. Not, not because I love the original product so much. I enjoyed it, but... It, it's not like, oh, it's perfect. I don't need another version of this. No, 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 no. That's not what I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I meant just like, you're not really as interested. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I have very little interest in reading The Boys, the comic book. Oh my God. That was my answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's what spawned the whole question. I was wondering if that was it. Uh, listeners, for those of you who don't know, uh, Anthony has been watching The Boys and he's going to watch uh, Invincible. And then we're going to do an episode where we compare the first season of each because they are both sort of deconstructions of superheroes in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, no, I had a feeling it might've been that. And I tried to find another answer, but I was like, but I definitely don't care about The Boys. <laughs> like, the, yeah. As a comic. Yeah, yeah, no, same. Because I've been... Because obviously my my fiance and I have been like just abundantly consuming the boys season one through two. And we loved it, loved it, loved it. And of course, me being a fan of the show, I did a little digging. I wanted to just, you know, just see how it compares to the original, you know, the comic. And uh, I got to say, I'm really happy with all the changes the show made. Let's just say that. Mm. Um yeah, I just, I feel like, I, I feel like I, I wouldn't get as much like satisfaction going to the comics um, just because I know that the story's different. A lot of character arcs are different. The boys themselves are different in the sense of characters in the show are like kind of like, you know, brooding assholes, but they have a heart. Whereas in the comic, they're just assholes. Yeah, and they're kind of irredeemable, I'd say. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, the, the 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 Gareth Evans, I think, is the one. Gareth Enos. Gareth, 
Yeah, yes. Gareth Ennis. Yeah. Uh, Gareth Evans is a filmmaker, my bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to have like this like encyclopedic knowledge of so much stuff that like I consume as content, but now I've gotten so deep into it that it's all jumbled up and now I just have a mess in my head and nothing makes That's sense. Okay. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. (laughs) That's what happens when you consume so much. It all kind of like, it has to be filed away, you know? Exactly. But to the point I was making, uh, uh, Ennis is very much a comic book writer who you can tell he doesn't really give a shit about superheroes. Oh, yeah. Like, and you can see that in, from what I've understood, uh, superhero comics that he's written as just a paid gig. Oh, yeah. You know, like the only uh, existing superhero that he's written for that he's really like enjoyed was the Punisher because he could write the Punisher being a dick and killing everyone, which. Yeah, exactly. Is his other content. Yeah, yeah. What, what like Punisher Max, I think it's called, which is I, I would like to check it out, but. Because mm. that um, works with uh, with Punisher. Exactly. There you go. But like his whole thing is just like everyone sucks. Uh, middle fingers in the air anarchy you know burn down everything yeah yeah <laughs> very much so like i i enjoy from what i've read of his P- preacher comics um i'm really interested to look into his uh crossed comics just because they are uh, anyway um that's a topic for another show mm-hmm. um but yeah um like there's something about it that's so vile and but like also a little bit luring i was like Mm. this is so lurid and disgusting that i kind of i'm a little bit curious yeah but yeah anyway we're gonna discuss the boys on that Mm -hmm. on that that episode um as well as invincible which i i just started um but yes back to your uh back to the question um the boys is something i don't think i'm I don't think I'm going to visit like as far as the comic, the show is perfect. Like amazing, amazing. Mm -hmm. And for, for me as well, I haven't read a lot of superhero comics, Mm -hmm. which, you know, the boys, the comic is, you know, the deconstruction of that. Whereas I feel like the show is more of a deconstruction of the movie and TV sphere of superheroes which is something i am much more familiar with so i think that's why it makes more sense yeah and why i'm just like well i don't need them to deconstruct something i'm not familiar with exactly i don't read i don't read uh superhero comics um either and and like you said i'm also very familiar with the sense of with the fact that we've been you know very oversaturated with uh superhero like like media media yeah. like so far, yeah like like tv shows and, and movies specifically so i think that the boys was a nice a nice uh refreshing palate cleanser hmm. um oh but i do have a question because you're you're a, i know you're a very very big invincible fan yeah boy would you would you watch that comic oh my god <laughs> would you read that comic <laughs> I, i've I, i've thought about it because from what I understand of how it is structured differently from the show, it creates a very different story and a very different way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, just to briefly touch on it, because I know you've seen the first episode. So listeners, spoilers for the end of the first episode of Invincible, if you haven't seen it yet. But that 
that part where Omni-Man just brutally massacres everyone. Goes ape shit. Yeah. Yeah. That isn't done in the comics until like issue 10. Oh, really? Yeah. Before that, they're oh. just setting him up as a regular guy. It is a very different pace story. Mm-hmm. And that interests me because they really do for the first volume of collected comics just tell a story that's essentially just hey my dad's a superman and now i have powers and i'm kind of just a wisecracking young guy like spider-man like they just play it straight yeah for so long and then they go oh twist but yeah, but like, is, I'm assuming the comics are also as gory as the show is, right? Like, I mean, fuck. Um, I I don't know. At time, yeah, it is. That was a massacre, I gotta say. And what's I, cool uh, about that massacre but, too, and we're gonna get into this in the episode where we compare them. Yeah. But just the fact that like, if you see the action sequence earlier in the episode, like the action that goes on before that, it's not very bloody. It's very almost young young teen violent shows you know it's yeah. not bloody it's not gory and then boom they flip a switch yeah like there's like some like because we see the we see like a, a brief uh fight with the Mahler twins and there's some blood like because people get punched you know there's blood mm-hmm. there but it's not like it's not like the fucking omni-man massacre <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that was, that was something else. Mm-hmm. Like it's funny because that's literally the tipping point, and then everything after that, there's you see there's there's more gore. Yeah, like because the aliens show up. Uh, I think what the hell are they? they were called like uh, Daxons, I think I don't know, I don't remember. But the aliens show up and and they start massacring humanity. Mm-hmm. So that was literally like a flip switch. Yeah. And I really appreciate that touch. Oh, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. And now I, I can't wait to know why he essentially, like why he killed uh, like this universe's Justice League or mm-hmm. Avengers, you know? Oh, Justice League. They're, look, look at them. They're practically one for one, the Justice League. <laughs> Yeah, the Justice League, yeah. The Boys is more of like the Avengers, I'd say. Or no, I Justice think League I think too. that's also Justice League because it's got yeah. evil Superman, it's got Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the stand-in for Wonder Woman, I can't remember that character's name. Her oh, Mave? Uh, I think Mave, yeah. Yeah. Uh it's got uh Rapist Aquaman, A Train. It's got it's got Flash. Yeah, it's yeah. got A Train the Flash, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, well, it's funny because the uh, Homelander could, you could easily like make it, obviously he's like Superman, but there's like a little bit of Captain America because of his like, his cape, I guess. His, uh, his boyishly handsome blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. Okay, We're going to get I'm... into this in a future episode in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I have a ton of boys gushing to do because, oh man, I love that show. I cannot wait for season And I've got a bunch of boys shitting on to do. 
Oh God. Well, I didn't hate it, but I have my problems. There's a reason why I haven't watched season two yet. And we'll get into that in another episode. You, you finished season one? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, what was your news? You said you had something to say. Well, I didn't have news. I have something to say. Yeah. I did a poll on our Twitter account. Okay. Uh, asking film fans of which not many answered because we don't have reach yet. But if you want to give us more reach, share our posts, people. You know you want to. Come on. I I posted the important film question that I feel like needed to be answered. What's the more iconic movie moment? When The Rock flexed out of a cast in a Fast and Furious movie? Or when Henry Cavill reloaded his arms in Mission Impossible? Yo, easily, I gotta say, I love the look of uh, the cocking fists. Yeah, and uh, you are not alone. A hundred percent of voters voted for reloading the arms. It just looks so okay. Look, no disrespect to that scene, uh, because uh, I, you know, The Rock is very, very likable. I think he's great, and that's obviously amazing. But Henry Cavill cocked his fists like they were guns, right? It's just the best. Uh, also, I really have to catch up on the MI movies, like. That's a that's another thing, but I I know like I I like the movies. I just mm-hmm. I kind of fallen off of them. And one of those franchises that I think has gotten better as it's gone. And like, okay, it's it's funny you say this because I feel like with the like perfect okay perfect comparison, the MI movies and the Fast and Furious movies, they have both equally have gotten more and more extreme, but one is doing it right and one is just doing it so campy. Did you see in F9 they go to space? Yeah. No, but they go to but space. Is, you, yes. But you have to think about it in because you're saying it and you're saying that, you know, they're 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 bad movies. But no, no, but, well, but yeah. think about it. You know, you're saying they're going to space, but think about it another way. They're going to space. The first movie is about a bunch of guys stealing VCRs off a truck. That is the plot of the first movie. They are, I don't even they, remember that. Vin Diesel's crew were stealing VCRs. Mm-hmm. They are now going to go into space. Tell me that is not the greatest, most insane thing. I'm not a big fan of these movies, but I love that they just don't give a shit. And they're just like, no, no, no. We're going to get Space. insane <laughs> and and the actors are still going to be playing it straight like vin diesel is still playing his character with the brooding sincerity of a man who is stealing vcrs to take care of his family fa- his found family yeah. he's still playing his character with that men like vibe but they're launching tyrese into space that's wild man Ah, <laughs> uh, the greatest anime. <laughs> Space, like I, we're, like seriously, where do you go from there? <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, they're after this movie, they're filming two more back to back, and it's going to be the end. For real? So they gotta start doing crazy stuff. Yeah. Some okay. some fans and like people making fun of it online are just like, yo, they have to time travel in the next one. And, uh, and I'm just like, yeah, no, they should. They should just go back in time, save Paul Walker's character. I say okay. that, like, he he didn't die. He died yeah, in yeah. real life. 
But like, they should just go back in time, wave at him, and then do something weird. And then you find out that Vin Diesel is the one driving the train at the end of the first movie that almost kills him. Oh my God. Okay, but, oh my God. (laughs) Okay, but can you imagine this? If there were if there were to be time travel, it would it would one thousand percent be in the same idea as Back to the Future. I hope so. Like with the mode of how they get there. Oh yeah, in a car for sure. Oh my. <laughs> and they're gonna straight up like like someone's gonna be like, "Yo, are we gonna Back to the Future this?" And then someone else is going to be like, yeah, for family. And Dama, yeah, yeah, fuck, brings out the DeLorean. (laughs) (laughs) No, they put it in a more badass car. They put it in the black muscle car he had in the first movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or they, they do it like... They do it in one of the Tokyo Drift cars, and they go back in time and just not make that movie. <laughs> you, you know, uh, the this the the this current movie that they have out is actually retconning something from Tokyo Drift. I heard, I heard, because one of those characters comes. Yeah, they're bringing back Han. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways, you had some movie news. I did, yeah, I was just uh, well, okay. I have one thing, and I, I I hope it's real. I really don't know if it is, but. There's okay, hold on. I have to. The only way to do this is to read the thing. Hold on, let me just go to Instagram because I sent it. Okay, here it is. All right, guys, get ready for this. I don't know if this is real, but apparently, the rumors are true. Sign Jerry Seinfeld will star in David Lynch's newly retitled Unfrosted Night for Netflix, a series about the dark spiritual power of Pop-Tarts. I mean, that doesn't sound real. I need it to be real, though. (laughs) I need this to be real. (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine though? I mean, whatever it is, I'll watch it. Yeah, <laughs> spiritual pop tarts. Uh, oh man. So yeah, there's that. Uh, there was also another thing I just stumbled upon uh, that Damien Chazelle is making a new movie called Babylon. Babylon, yeah. Which is going to star Olivia Wilde, Spike Jones, Phoebe Tompkin, and Tobey Maguire. Uh, I mean, I'm in obviously isn't margot robbie also in that oh oh uh, yeah margot robbie brad pitt and diego calva who's that i don't know this i don't know this actor um but they're probably awesome um yeah so i mean i wonder what this is about oh okay it's not even this plot unknown um, um yeah. yeah okay well whatever. <laughs> fine i'm gonna watch it mm-hmm Ooh, also, uh, some people responded to our last episode when we talked about uh, no skip directors. Oh, what did they say? Yeah, um, opening that now. Where is it? Where is they responded it? on Twitter. Where is it? Yes, sir. 
Nice. Yeah. So uh, my old coworker Sean referenced that his uh, top three never miss are Derek C in France, Quentin Tarantino, and Richard Linklater. All solid choices. Oh yeah. And our friend uh, the W from the Gentleman Sports Corner, new episodes every week, listed his three don't skips. He specified that he wasn't going to name like like the legends, you know, because he's never going to miss a Scorsese because. Yeah, yeah. So he he listed Greta Gerwig, Jordan Peele, and Barry Jenkins. Really? I mean, yeah. yes, one thousand percent, yes. But what about uh, Paul Thomas? That's his guy. Is Paul Thomas not a le- uh, a legend at this point? Very good point. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I assumed PTA when he mentioned like legends because. Like you said, that's that's one of his guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. P- he's a super PTA fan. And yeah. Although W, if uh, yeah, if, if you don't think he's uh, a no skip, or if there's another reason why you didn't mention him, let us know. I do wonder if the W watched all of his movies. I think he did. I remember him mentioning that. I he think did. so. Yeah. I've seen all but one of his movies. Part eight. Yeah, that's the one I, I still have to get to. Yeah, I haven't. I well, I haven't seen uh, still a few. Like I haven't seen Magnolia. I haven't seen Phantom Thread. Um, I, I think that Phantom Thread a... is a very good movie. Oh, sorry. Huh? Oh, uh, uh, Phantom Thread's a really good movie. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I believe it. It's PTA. Yeah, Magnolia is all right. I think it's too damn long. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Like, if I were to tier list his uh, filmography, which maybe I will do one day for an episode of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I would put Magnolia near the bottom. That makes sense. But is, is, is you think it's still like a you, like you would recommend it? If you're a fan of his, yes. Okay. Okay. Because that's an all If I was trying to get someone into his movies, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If I were to try to get someone into his movies, I would not give them Magnolia. What would you recommend? Either There Will Be Blood or Boogie Nights. I would I I I would I think I'd say obviously there will be blood. It's my favorite of his. Uh or Punch Drunk. Punch this Drunk is a masterpiece. Is- Punch Drunk is a weird movie. Like, if someone has weird tastes, that's a good one. Yeah, okay. Very good point. But for your casual film fan, I think, I honestly think Boogie Nights is probably the best pick because it's got that sort of Goodfellas vibe that everyone loves. Yeah, it is very, yeah. Or if you want to give them something more serious, then you give them There Will Be Blood, depending on the person's true. taste. Very true. And I will agree that um, I do. I do believe that uh, There Will Be Blood is his masterpiece. And uh, I'm not going to argue that. Like, it's not my favorite, but it's phenomenal. Wait, what? Like, your you favorite can't is... Deny... Uh, no, yeah. Your favorite is Boogie Nights, yeah? It is, yeah. Yeah. Although I have been just thinking about The Master a lot recently. Like, I haven't oh. watched it, but I'm just like, man, The Master. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, I love that movie. I love that movie. Mm. Philip Seymour Hoffman's performance in it is ridiculous. It's perfect. To say the least. I feel like even I feel like even saying his performance is perfect in that movie is just is still underselling it because he's so good. <laughs> he's so good. Uh but uh, apparently that's the movie that uh, terminated the friendship between uh, PTA and uh, Tom Cruise, eh? No, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make a movie about Scientology, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Worth it. Yeah. Look. I would sacrifice a million friendships with Tom Cruise for the master. I'm so- yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, Tom Cruise, great actor, and I'm going to yeah. cut it there. <laughs> great stunt man there we go he's got he's he's put in a lot of great performances too I oh he's know. he's done some great work yeah but i feel like all of that was earlier in his career yeah okay like his focus in what he wants out of cinema has changed okay yeah i agree i mean wh- what the fuck is he even doing now aside from mi movies uh, movies that he's trying to make that'll be as fun as Mission Impossible movies. That's true. When he, I, I know, do. He keeps I, making Jack Reachers. No one wants them. Just, yeah. Well, oh no, he made that movie that you love. Um, oh man, they're in mech suits. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. That's a good movie, you know. Yeah, it's 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 a fun movie. It's. I, I really enjoy it because I like mech suits and watching Tom Cruise get murdered a bunch. Yeah. And Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt, you know. I heard she's fantastic in that movie. She, I mean, she's just fantastic. I really want to watch that movie, though. I really do. Because I, I like uh, I like the concept. And, and I know it's also based on a comic. Or, uh, sorry, an anime. Uh, it's based off of a Japanese light novel that was also adapted into a manga. Oh, wait, what's a, a light novel? Yeah. Okay, stupid question, but does that mean like it's just a short novel? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know what the difference between a light novel and a novella is, but apparently there is one. Oh. Um, is the title still the same? Like all you need is kill for the, the yeah. books? Okay, that's cool. Which is a great title. It is a, I, I love, yeah, it is a, it's a great title. <laughs> I love it. I was disappointed when they changed the name before releasing it. Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, well, Edge of Tomorrow is a cool title. Mm. Um, I, it's a much better one than everyone thought the title would be, Was which is Live, Die, Repeat or yeah. something. Which is the tagline. Tag yeah. Which isn't a bad name for the movie either, but that's not what the name of the movie is. No, yeah, yeah. It's just because I think that's how like the poster was designed. Yeah. Because it had like Live, Die, Repeat, and then tomorrow mm-hmm. you know yeah but which is funny because if you look at like the home release of the movie they've they made edge of tomorrow even less noticeable because they're just like fuck it people are calling it live die repeat let's kind of just pretend that's what the title is uh, at one point they were developing a sequel but i doubt it'll get made because the movie didn't do extremely well but they were just going to call the sequel live die repeat repeat I mean, I, <laughs> it's not a bad title. It's not. <laughs> I don't hate it. Yeah. Um, 
it'd be a really good title for a sequel to a movie called Live, Die, Repeat. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But I, I, I'm not surprised it didn't do a lot. It didn't make a lot of money. I'm, I'm, it sucks, but I'm not surprised. Of course it didn't do well. I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to watch that movie, though. I really want to check it out. You should. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I would probably like it. Yeah, it's uh, ever- it's it's fun. The designs are cool. There's some fun monster stuff. Nice. It's got sort of like Pacific Rim vibes, where it is a big budget blockbuster type of movie with like action sequences and stuff, but it feels like it was made by someone with a vision instead of yeah. just well. We have we have all these VFX shots now. We'll direct scenes in between them. Yeah, I I feel like this is a lot more grounded and grittier. More or less, yeah. I'm down with it. Um, yeah. Okay. Wait, was there anything else you wanted to say? No, I, that's all I got. Sick. Okay. With all of that fun stuff out of the way, how about we dive right into our main topic? Oh, do you mean our main topic, the 2021 comedy special Inside by Bo Burnham? That's exactly what I'm talking about, my good friend. All right, let's talk about um, Bo Burnham's Inside. I just want to... Yeah, oh, yeah. So, okay, well, I was going to sum it up. I was going to make a summary, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's... Okay, well, basically, this, this, the summary of the uh, special is it's a new comedy special shot and performed uh, all by Bo Burnham alone over the course of the past year. And uh, did, did he, because um, he did all the, he shot it all. Did he edit it? I believe so, yes. Okay, because this is all, okay, I'm going to get right out of the gate. If if this is truly all a one man show, I think this person, this, this guy is like a he's a prodigy. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> so so I'm just gonna. That's my review. Like he this this is one of the best solo um, performances shows, and it's all done by him. It's all in his. Uh, I guess his house or his apartment. It's his, uh, it's his guest house. It's his guest. Okay, okay. Because it looked more like a studio. Because mm-hmm. he's surrounded by instruments and gear. Um, and I, I gotta say, they're like, I'm not like big on comedian, comedian music or whatever. But this guy writes so many bops. Yeah. Right. Like no, but like like the musicianship is actually like it's really good mm-hmm. it's it's incredible it, it's fantastic and I'm, I'm gonna take a moment to do what every uh white man who reviews content does on the internet i'm gonna make this about myself <laughs> do it because do it because <laughs> bo burnham is my age and i've been following his career since his early youtube stuff where he was making oh, okay, writing okay. edgy, offensive songs on his piano when he was like 15. And just to watch him grow as an artist and as a mature creator, as I have 
matured as a person and started to appreciate the art of the things I consume more and more. It really is fantastic to have your have something that your tastes grow with in a really interesting way. And yeah. I, I adore that because like when I was the age he was writing songs like uh, I'm Not Gay or I'm Gay or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, you know, I that's the kind of stuff that I thought was hilarious. And then as he yeah. grew and his stuff became more complicated, you know, I was right there just being like, yes, give it to me. And just, it's great to have a creator like that. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's funny because, um, like, he's not just like a, I, I wouldn't, he's not at all like some sort of like, like person who pokes the bear to, to, to purely get a, a reaction. Every, like he does, he says shocking stuff, but it all has meaning and it all has purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a lot of stuff that he mentions in, in this, uh, in this special. Like, I mean, okay, first of all, I, I wanna, I just, he has, oh my God, so many things, so many songs and, 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 and bits where you're all like the whole point, like the whole time you're just like, yes, yes, this is, people do this. Mm -hmm. What, this is, this is a white woman's Instagram. Like this is all accurate. But then he kind of gets into the really more emotional stuff. And it's never like, a, no, no, stop this. Get back to the funny mm -hmm. stuff. It's always like, I really want to know, like, I really, I want, I want him to let us in. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really nice that he's allowing himself to be so vulnerable mm -hmm. and the fact that he's, he's all alone doing this, you know? Yeah. And it's funny. Cause you're talking about like, you know, like he's alone and vulnerable. And as far as I'm concerned, that's all fake because he has said about oh. his past specials. He's like, everything is planned. Everything is scripted. Everything is made to feel like it's, spontaneous everything's made to feel like it's real and i think yeah the special is as well because like you look at yeah. like scenes where he's like having these emotional moments and it's raw and real and i'm sure it's coming from a, a place of real emotion but it's fake you can tell you know because like he's sitting in a in a in the room and it's you know covered in a mess of gear but it is a mess of gear that is so perfectly built into the frame of the camera that there's no way he just found the right place to put his cameras like no he built that up in a certain way no no like he, yeah yeah I, but that's what i find so interesting is like he can build this artifice and make you feel when you're watching it that this is 100 percent true and you get that from his film work when he made eighth grade as well where he it's just this raw feeling of emotion that you can connect to even though all of this is fake yeah it's true and and um and i i, I i'm not surprised that it, it's fake but it it it's still kind of like i don't know there was still like a lot of it that resonated with me and my fiance and, and especially because this is something that we are all going through right so it it was just i don't know it was just interesting to see his take on it 
even if it is staged it doesn't yeah. matter like i still loved his his insight mm -hmm. you know but that's what what i love about him is he can do something that is both so staged and feeling so off the cuff and real because he actually understands the emotions that he is doing yeah. it you know like and that's why it resonates with you so much why it resonates with me so much why so many people who have watched it are just like oh yeah yeah, because even though it is fake, I'm, I, it, like you said, I'm, I'm sure this is all coming from someplace mm -hmm. that's real. You know, yeah, he didn't, he didn't say this stuff on the spot, and he pre-wrote it, but him scripting that came from a real place. Mm -hmm. So, and like you know? you know, like the even like the throughline narrative of how he's just staying there, working at it all the time. It's like that's fake too because. You know, we know as the audience who has been following his stuff for a long time, uh, the last special he did, you know, he it's a live show. He does a live show. And then the last number isn't on stage. It's in that room. Oh, and yeah. And he, okay. he plays a song by himself. And then he walks out the door and his partner is there with their yeah. dog. So you like, like when you think about it, you know, okay, he's not really just sitting in here 24 seven working on this until he breaks, you know, his, yeah. his life is right outside that door, but exactly. it's made so well that you believe the lie and you get so caught up in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, I do want to speak about, um, eighth grade because, uh, I love. I really liked that movie, but there was there was uh, there was something I noticed about like the uh, the acting and the delivery specifically, like with the dialogue, mm -hmm. and that it 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 felt it's like so natural to the point where you have all the awkward pauses. You have people kind of I don't know, like like kind of maybe slightly fumble a line mm -hmm. because that's how people talk. They stutter a bit. They slur a bit, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if that was intentional or, or, or what, or, you know, or, or maybe was. Bo just kept, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I, I, <laughs> I believe that with a hundred percent certainty, like, come on. Yeah. That's cause I, I don't know if like, maybe the actor like literally stumbled a little bit of the line and Bo just decided to keep that take. But, um, but I think that is as much intentional as it is scripting where you go, okay, I'm going to use the quote unquote bad take is very specifically, uh, okay, yeah. you know, like that is a choice that is going, Hey, this will make it feel more real. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't think, like, Bo actually directed him to say the word, like, yeah. like that, you and know what I mean? it might have been that as well. It might, it might be both. We don't know, but, like, whatever it is, the outcome is strong. It's very real. Mm -hmm. It's very real because that's how we talk. We, we screw up a line and then we, like, kind of repeat ourselves. That's how it, mm -hmm. it's how it is, you know? Yeah. And it makes the world feel... A lot more real and it makes these characters feel real beyond the movie mm -hmm. which is very important for sure for sure yeah but back onto inside yes um yeah so i i gotta say like if um he he, he uh i love the way he shot some things too because like 
I gotta say, like the cinematography, all this being a one man show was pretty damn good. Oh yeah, pretty damn good. You know, really makes me realize just how much more work I could put into my YouTube videos. <laughs> but that's just it. Like it, it, something like this, like really makes you kind of have to like say like look i might not have all the gear that he has right but i have what i have here and i there's no reason in the world why i can't make something with all of this you know yeah and it and it it kind of like opened my eyes to that too because like i'm not i'm not like physically i don't have like i don't do things physical like you or him i do things all on the computer mm -hmm. and i have all these programs like there's no reason why i can't learn all of these programs and and make something you know mm -hmm. the first time i watch any of his anytime he makes something new and i watch it for the first time i am both just struck with like this feeling of like i need to make something combined with i cannot make something that good yeah but I, 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 I don't think we should ever try and 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 say like oh, I can't make anything that good because like daily I'm on Instagram or I see shit that gets like a thousand million likes mm -hmm. and it's like, like I can't make something that elaborate or that nice. But it's, like, there's also like the question of well, why can't you? We are our own limitations. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? we are our own obstacles we just gotta get past the whole like i can't do that you know yeah that's how that's what it is mm -hmm. and just back into like his, his his content on inside i love that there are so many pieces where he's singing a song and then like the bridge or another verse is essentially critiquing what he had done prior. Like there's oh, a yeah. song where there's a song where he talks about the offensive stuff he said when he he was younger, and how oh, yeah. he's sorry for it. And then he goes, "But I shouldn't be sorry for it. I was just a kid. You know, this is how you learn and grow." Type stuff. Yes, and which is but, so like, relevant because exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. No, just. It's perfect because we're in that state of like canceling. We're like, I almost feel like people are like going through like people's dirt and like, oh, you said this really offensive joke when you were twelve years old. It's like, yo, but I was I was stupid and I was twelve years old. Come on. Yeah, yeah, and like you see that like if you remember uh, a few years ago, James Gunn was fired for something offensive he had tweeted years prior. Something that he had apologized for, but people were just trying to take him out. Like it was actually people who were just like, oh, we don't like that he is bad enough in Trump. Let's find offensive things he said to get him fired from Disney. And yeah. Disney was like, oh, that's a whole no, thing. No, no, no. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's well, still they, making Guardians. Yeah. Yeah, but he was fired. And then. Oh, oh uh, okay. He was fired. Uh, he got hired to do Suicide Squad. And then. Disney realized that oh this was a hit job. <laughs> well fuck man. Come on. The guy not only okay, yeah, it was a stupid thing, but he apologized for it. Like come on. 
Yeah, and like sincerely, before people put pressure on them, like there are a lot of people now who are like, oh, I'm sorry for this terrible thing I did because you called me out on it. You yeah. know, he had, done, he had done that years ago, you know? There you go. He did it before the heat came down on him. And why the hell do we have to, like, why, why is it, why do we have to, like, have this black cloud looming over his head for the rest of his life? You know, he said, mm-hmm. what? He said a joke. It was in poor taste, but the guy apologized. Move on, you know? Yeah, and... I find it so funny that all this happened to him because if you look at the narrative through line of the Guardians of the Galaxy films, it's a bunch of like edgy assholes learning to be good people. There you go. That's what the Guardians movies are. And that's literally his story. And that's literally Suicide Squad. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah, that's his entire brand at this point. There you go. Is, is edgy but heartfelt and learning, you know. But anyways, yeah. back to Inside again. Yes. I wanted to, because you mentioned uh, that, I wanted to, I, it reminded me of that that React thing he was doing. Yeah. That, that was okay. fantastic. I think it was my favorite because, as you know, we're, mm-hmm. the internet is oversaturated with React videos. And I love... Oh my god, it was so perfect because it's just reacting to him, reacting to him, reacting to <laughs> The layers of it and how in each layer, it's not just him reacting to it again, which would have just been no, funny no, no. on its own. Yeah. But the fact that he like is honestly saying, he's like, well, you know, I made that joke you know because i was trying to look cool and that, that and then the next layer he's like i you know i'm explaining my joke here you know you really shouldn't like just 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 keeps hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting and he keeps he keeps breaking down his own video <laughs> i fucking loved it man i think that was that was genius because i, I mm-hmm. and then by the end he's just like i think he says like oh, like fuck this or something like he's just like you know this whole thing is just yeah <laughs> Oh man, that's and, so good. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a bit in his opening song as well where he's talking about like, oh, you know, how can I make art? And then he's like, no, I have to make art. I have to be a voice. You know, I I, I have the potential to say something. And then there's yeah. a gag on screen while he's singing where he draws a Venn diagram and one circle is Malcolm X, the other circle is Weird Al, and then he writes me right in the middle. Yeah. And I just think yeah, that yeah. it's a brilliant gag where he's just like, like, and you know, the whole song is making fun of the, the self-importance of people who create art because it's true. Yeah. Like as important as art and media is, people can get very up their own ass about it and be like, no, no, no. What I do is important. I was in a billion dollar movie like, like people do stuff like that. So like the fact that he was just like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to take the piss out of myself and my brand of humor while also yeah. taking the piss out of everything else. So just, it's, it, it's so good. It is. It really is. I, I thought that was, oh, that was perfect. Oh man. And, and I, I love, uh, well, all of his songs, I feel like all of his songs were like, are not only like really, really catchy, but like, they're, and funny but they they all they all have like such like 
great things to say. Like, did, didn't they? There was a song about uh, like nudes or something, or like uh, or sexting. Yeah, yeah, oh, sexting. Man. Yeah. Perfect. Or Perfect. or just like like uh, FaceTiming his mom. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes, like, yes. And and him trying to teach her how to use the FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I remember watching that one and thinking, man, I sure am lucky that my mom isn't this technologically illiterate. Yeah, <laughs> same, right? And he's just getting so angry. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, what a, it was so good. It was such a. It's, I. It, it's it's fun to watch, but there are moments that are a little bit like because I guess it's just like. It's so like eye-opening. Some people might find mm-hmm. it like difficult to watch only because it's it's extremely like it's very in your face with the like a, about the truth. Like it, it's it's opening mm-hmm. your eyes to like this is this is what it is, you know. Like stop trying to pa- yeah. paint another portrait of it, you know. And uh and I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that because I know like a lot of people, obviously, especially times like this, people are looking to TV and movies for escapism. Mm-hmm. And and um, and and this was this was something that I guess a lot of people looked for escape in, in, for escapism because it's a comedy thing, you know. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, he he really touches on a lot of really important points while you know peppering in comedy. But it's it's it's. I think it's very important the stuff that he said. Yeah, and I love that about his work in general, where he is making yeah, you know, songs and specials that are, you know, laugh out loud funny, but also yeah. really introspective and thoughtful, while also taking the piss out of himself for trying to make things that are introspective and thoughtful yeah you know yeah. like he, he's had multiple songs or specials now yeah where he's just like why does it matter what i have to say like he he asks that question in in some way or another in almost everything he does you know yeah one of his great uh songs that he has from one of his uh earlier specials is art is dead you know and he talks about how you know people who make art are pretentious and how he himself for wanting to do so is stroking his own ego, but it makes people feel good. But does that make it worth it? Just conflating your own ego. And like, that's a a major through line through a lot of his work. Just like, yeah. 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 It's true though. It's true. Like, and I, and um, I don't know. I, I do find him. Like I don't really know if I have like a favorite comedian because I don't I don't I'm not like big into stand up, mm-hmm. but I do think I I do very much think that I think he's a very important comedian that we have. Yeah, um, you know because he he recognizes where he stands. You know, like his, yeah. his position, and he doesn't. Like, I don't think he exploits that, you know? I think he kind of uses it as a way to, like, educate other people. Yeah. Like, like his audience, I mean, you know? And he's clearly not, like, 
fame is not his goal because when he's not working yeah. on stuff, he disappears. He's living his life. He's working on the next thing. He's not, you it's know, true. taking tons of selfies and like, he's not an influencer as much as he is a celebrity. Yeah. And you know, like even like he says at the beginning of the special that like all of a sudden he had developed performance anxiety and was having panic attacks when he was trying to go on stage and he was finally getting over that and ready to make a special again when the pandemic hit, which is why he made Inside, because he was like, I'm finally ready to make again. I'm finally ready to make as yeah. me again, not as the director behind the camera. And then he couldn't, yeah. so he made this. And Yeah. It was... It's really good. It's really, really good. Do you know if he has, like, another movie coming out? Or, like, well, not coming out, but, like, planned or discussed uh he had mentioned something at one point i don't know if it's in development anymore or not he wanted to make okay. a teen movie again about oh, cool. uh two kids who are get two high school kids who are getting bullied so they try to become superheroes uh, i don't know if he's gonna make that anymore also if he was gonna make it they definitely weren't gonna make it with the working title of uh a gay dude and fat girl. Ugh, yeah. Yeah, I'm really hoping that's just a working <laughs> title. <Yeah. laughs> but that's also his his brand where he's just like I'm going to take the insults and turn them into the identity. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That that's why so like he has multiple songs across multiple specials. Not in this new one though where he no. where he insults himself with gay slurs because he got bullied for quote unquote being gay when he was a kid even though he wasn't people still were bullying him as if being anything other than straight is a problem you know yeah which is funny because he does he doesn't sing about it but he performs it he performs it in this special mm -hmm. Like you know, there are little, uh, there are bits where maybe he's dressed in something a little more effeminate, or uh, you know, the, just the way he's moving yeah. is a little more, you know. But it's it's like, I don't know. I I, I loved it. I thought it was great. It, it all mm -hmm. it all worked out perfect. You know. I th I I think it might be his best thing he's made so far. Inside. I think I'd have to agree. Like it's either that or eighth grade. And that's what I appreciate oh, about it okay, because, yeah. you know, he's clearly showing that he's still growing and evolving as a creator. You know, he hasn't peaked, mm -hmm. you know, we're not going to go, well, this isn't as good as what. Yeah, that's true. Like he's still growing. And, and I'm, yeah. And, and it's good. Like, I'm happy he didn't like, he, he's like, everyone loved eighth grade and he's, he's up there, but I'm happy that he hasn't, he hasn't like reached the the absolute top and he's like well it's all downhill from here you know yeah or you know yeah and i'm sure there are people who still think his other specials are their favorite but like the there's and there's nothing wrong with that but the fact that he is still growing and pushing the envelope and creating is just beautiful yeah like yeah. don't don't settle to just stay where you are creatively try to push yourself further which is so perfect for, for like, because he's physically staying where he is, 
uh, in this uh, special because, you know, he's restricted, but mm -hmm. um, he is pushing the envelope with everything that he has. Um, and I, and, and like he used, he, I love the way that he utilizes his space. It's always the same space, but he always makes it look and feel different. Always. Oh yeah. Between the lighting and the angles and just the, the way he cuts things. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it, uh, yeah, yeah. This is exceptional, exceptional work. Mm -hmm. I really, if you yeah, haven't yeah. checked it out, you really need yeah, to. That, yeah. That, that, that song he has, a was a welcome to the internet. Where it's like a like a nightmares circus song that he's playing on the keyboard, yeah. and he's got those crazy yeah. glasses with his long hair, and then like he'll like look and like there will be a camera shot that's like looking up at him with a weird angle to distort his face, and yeah. then he'll look somewhere else and he'll be doing something else. It's he's really showing that he has become more than just a quote unquote stand up or comedy musician that plays shows because his work with the camera is so much more than just, you know, walking out on stage and making some jokes. Yeah. And you see that in his other work too. You know, there's a, there's a gag in one of his specials where he makes a joke about uh, continuity errors. And as he's making that joke, it cuts from one angle to another and he's wearing a different shirt. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, the, like yeah. There's the Like he's always been playing with that, but like, being that he had to get creative with his limited space and like you said it really forced him to push the envelope of what he could do with the camera and I just, it's so cool so good so good and that little sock thing <laughs> yeah on that oh, that's the thing like you know we we all have our favorite bits you know you you said the react one i'm not sure which mine is which one is mine yet because yeah. i keep thinking of other stuff and i it's going to take me a while to pick like my absolute favorite, but every sure. bit is worthy of being a favorite bit. Ah, uh, yeah, I wouldn't even uh, disagree with you because they're like all of his. It's funny because all of his material is is different, but it all flows in together mm -hmm. like seamlessly. Like I love the 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 like he was uh, like mimicking um, like YouTubers who I guess do like DIY crafts or whatever or something. And it's just him talking to a knife, like, Hey guys. And he, like talking to a camera and he has a knife. Yeah. And, and, and there's like, he's like trying to be like, very like, you know, like, uh, like excited and happy, but there's something super missing. Cause he has a fucking knife in his head. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, anyways, listeners, if you hadn't noticed, we are both fans. If you have not checked out, Bo Burnham's inside yet? You really should. It's really should. Fun. It's fun and it's insightful and just watch it. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's on Netflix. It's right there. Yeah. yeah, and like Bo Burnham alludes to in his special, if you're a fan of Malcolm X and Weird Al, you've come to the right place. <laughs> <laughs> you are in the perfect place <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right is there anything uh, else you wanted to cover in this week's episode anything else um not that i know of but i will say that next episode we will not have any recommendations uh we will actually going to be doing uh we're going to be playing a bit of catch-up that's right. Um, just because uh, Norton and I 
yeah, Norton and I went from hanging out every. Yeah, you just broke out like crazy there. <laughs> do you want Do you want me to do this part? Yes, please. Yeah, because it. Yes, please. Like I think it'll catch my audio better on the recording since I'm the one recording it. Okay, perfect. All right. <laughs> perfect. All right, so uh, it has been a year and a half that Anthony and I have gone from hanging out almost every week to not at all. And we have consumed a lot of content in that time. And we have found a lot of things to pass the time in that time. So we thought as the world is inching closer towards being normal again for us here in Canada, I know it's a few steps ahead other places, but we're getting there. And we thought, why not do a pandemic roundup where we take time to talk about the stuff we didn't really talk about as much because, you know, we were consuming more content than usual and we were seeing each other less than usual. So yeah, it's going to be a, a pickup episode for us. And yeah. hopefully you guys enjoy it. It's going to be a, just a whatever's in the junk drawer episode. Perfect. I love it. I was so pumped. And until then, if you want to get at us, we have an email, popculturetodo at gmail.com. We have a Twitter, at popculturetodo. Anthony's got some excellent graphic design work on his Instagram, Anthony with Teeth. He's also working on a graphic novel that sometimes he posts little hints about. So, you know, check that out, everyone. Little little sneak peeks thank you thank little you. little bites you can get at me i'm on youtube instagram and twitter the greg norton and that's about it so yes go support him go check him out but only after you check out anthony with teeth ah uh, okay, okay. <laughs> you, you make your choice you make your choice yeah do what you want <laughs> we can't tell you what to do but Exactly. While we can't tell you what to do, we can ask you to uh, share the podcast with friends you have that might be interested because, you know, we're a small up and coming podcast. We'd love to get some more listeners, bring some more friends into the old familia that is yeah. pop culture to do. But that's it for us this week. Expand the circle. Expand the circle. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, until next time, have a good one. Thank you all for listening and keep it squeezy. Squeeze.